happy, happy, oh, look, 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 look. happy, happy Wednesday. Where have you been all my life? I trust you are well, uh, staying layered up, of course. This weather in LA County has been, I, I don't think it's just LA County, by the way. I think it's just everywhere. No, this is not the weather channel. This is Ready, Set, Real Estate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent. I just had to, th that was on the top of my mind right now, was talking about, talking about the weather because I woke up this morning and it was icicles. My windshield was frozen. Listen, stay tuned today. Uh, we've got a great show topic. Make sure you press one. Let me know you're here. Press two. Let me know you shared it. We're going to be talking about just, I just want to touch on a couple things as I'm noticing what the market's doing. So episode 188, why your flip has flopped in 2022. Did you see my little curls when I did that? Why your flip has flopped <laughs> in 2022. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Find some humor in what's going on in the market. Okay. Find some humor. All right. Before I do that, let's talk about those real estate goals for 2023. And I must give a huge shout out to my sister girl, my friend, realtor colleague, Leslie Allen for this awesome girl boss calendar. I just walked in, by the way, I just walked in the office. I was talking to one of my neighbors and we we're just catching up. And he was like, are you ready for the holidays? And I was like, uh, yeah, no. He's like, some people are festive and decorate. I'm not really that type gal. Cause I just, every, every, I do take time. Okay. So I do take time, do celebrate. Cause I have little ones but I don't really like go full throttle like some folks. I mean, the whole decorations and it's just really consumed with it. My mind tends to be, you know, on different things. So I can appreciate though, as we've been talking about this girl, uh, excuse me, about goals. And this is girl boss quotes to inspire the boss in all of us. Leslie, if you're tuning in and you're listening, thank you, my friend, sending you hugs and love giving you a virtual hug. Uh, we'll see each other soon. We've got to get together for lunch, kind of like a, I guess we could do a Christmas lunch, Christmas Eve lunch. So when I see you, I'll call you after the show, give you a hug, let's get together. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for this. I like it, I love it. And it's hot pink, I like it. I purposely keep pink around me because I have a lot of, uh, Grr inside of me. Look, I'm telling you all my business now. See, this is what happens when I work out. I'm telling you all my business. I have a lot of, um, it's not aggression. It's a lot of uh, energy. And so I use pink to keep grace in me to cre create, you know, just bring out that femininity, that feminine energy. So super cool. Uh, you all, this is like, hot pink and with these glitters and I love glitters. So yes, let's talk about those goals. 2023, have you been executing? Uh, have you been writing them down? First off, have you been writing them down? Write those goals down. All right. Listen, if you want to see different, do different, you've got to execute. You've got to write the goals down. Uh, this was timely. Had a great conversation last night. I called one of uh, just oldest colleague, friend in the game. He's in land development. I am thinking about bringing him on the phone, uh, on the phone, uh, <laughs> on the show. 
And we'll be talking about land development a lot more. And I'm noticing this shift, this shift in the market, not this shift in the market. And I personally or professionally, I will say, have um, three land listings coming up. <clears throat> Actually, one of them is on the market. I'm going to put one on the market this week and another one next week. So noticing, you know, there is money to be made in flipping land. Yeah, raw, undeveloped land. So we will be talking about that um, some more throughout the year. That has really kicked me, kicked me in the butt to get my third series of Real Estate 100, the Teen and Millennial Land Developer launched finally. So yes, we'll go ahead and do that. In fact, my son's school called and they're interested in having our real estate uh, boot camp for the youth there. Uh, really excited about that. She kind of spooked my son. Lathan said to me the other day, he said, you know, Miss so-and-so walked up to me and she said, I'm going to call your mom. And he was like, why? I didn't do anything. And she's like, no, she teaches real estate, right? <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, she does. So kind of spooked him because he's like, what? I didn't do anything. I'm going to call your mom. Yeah. I'm the person to call and my colleagues and team. So definitely, uh, if you have a real estate professional in your life and you've got kids, invite them to come speak at their school career day. I'm sure they'd be excited to do that. Hey, turn that off. All right, listen, show's on, people turn the phones off. Turn the phones off. Let me turn my whole phone off. Okay, very good. <laughs> That's what happens when you run in the office after just, cutting it very, very close. Very, very close. Okay. Before I jump into today's show topic, I do want to say, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, I, I do. I do want to say thank you to our show sponsors throughout the year. And those of you who are interested in sponsoring more episodes and more show segments, feel free to reach out. Happy if you have a book, business, um, a service, a product, something that you would like to reach out to our audience and connect with our audience. We've got a great audience who are great supporters, listening intently and doing amazing things themselves. Uh, here, I usually find that our audience are those who are connecting for a couple of reasons. So just love education. Um, yeah, of course they love me. <laughs> I love you too. Uh, education, uh, first and foremost, also, just fun and entertainment, positive thinking, just a different mindset to think of things, thinking outside the box. Of course, there is no box. There is no, there's no box. <laughs> and just getting loved on is really what this is about in, in terms of real estate edutainment. Okay. All right. So I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our show sponsors. I will definitely be right back after our sponsor break. That's right. Available at Amazon, Narbs and Barnes and no I'm so tongue tied. Narms and Noble, <laughs> Barnes and Noble, Narms and Noble. 
Uh, Barnes and Noble, I'm totally chopping that up because I'm being silly. I'm being goofy right now. I'm being goofy. I'm in a great mood. I worked out this morning, even though it was like 47 degrees. I still got it in. That's part of my commitment to self. And yeah, just kind of staying focused is what really this is about. Staying focused. I do want to talk about, let's see here. Let's bring it up. Okay. I'm going to use a chat box today to just kind of highlight some of the messages because I did run really close in terms of uh, going live today. And I just didn't want the show to kind of re, you know, if I go past 10 minutes, it'll cancel the schedule live and then I'll have to reset it and that whole thing. So I was just really trying to avoid that. So we'll have a conversation of a couple of things that I've observed over time. Okay. So those of you who are new to me, my name is Lisa Gillette. I'm also uh, your host, your founder, creator and founder of Ready, Set, Real Estate, uh, the Real Estate 100 movement and series where we educate and empower our young scholars ages 10 and up uh, to learn real estate literacy across the globe. I have to say across the globe because our program, our books do sell globally, which is nice. So I do carry that international speaker and uh, trainer and advocate like that's that's really cool. And thanks to the World Wide Web, thanks to those of you who connected and have brought me um, in your channels, in your groups, in your Facebook groups, uh, that has been a true testament of what connecting on social media is about. Like that is the power of social media. I did share that, what was it? Um, our 2022 wrapped we broadcast 53 episodes in not just in the United States, but the top countries that we're being heard in is in Argentina, Kenya, Germany, which is super cool. Uh, so shout out to those of you who are connecting from there. That's amazing. And such a compliment that Ready, Set, Real Estate is actually of um, the episodes produced in 2022 we were in the top 25%. So that is noteworthy. That is definitely worthy of being highlighted. Uh, my name, excuse me. Uh, I was gonna say my name. No, what I wanted to say is my pat, my experience uh, is in the real estate business for the past 16 years. So real estate education, literacy, hands-on experience, um, probate experience, foreclosure, certified, trained, uh, pricing strike, uh, pr pricing strategy advisor. I am so tongue tied, y'all. Like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. okay, let me let let's do this. Like, shift your thinking. Let me do this. Pause. All right, let me take a couple deep breaths. Breathe in and out. One more. Breathe in and out. There we go. Much better calm. I think what happens is I get overly excited about the information that I'm sharing and my my brain is moving quicker than what my words, what is coming out of my mouth. And so that's the tongue tied as you're getting all that. All right, let's talk about why your flip has flopped in 2022. Let's talk about, let's do definitions first, because I did a great show uh, in, gosh, Marriott Martinez uh, was an accountant. She's kind of a rock star accountant and trainer for Intuit. 
now and she's been um, a trainer for, she's come out and spoken at the National Association of Realtors events on taxes. And especially, I think this is timely just to recap on a couple of things. So let me, let me just stay on track here because uh, I might go quickly because that's how my brain operates, but let's talk about this. So flip someone who flips properties is known as a dealer, not an investor. So dealers is a wholesaler, right? Wholesalers and people who are flipping real estate inventory, right? You are holding a product and so you are defined by the IRS tax code as a dealer. You really have got to check out the episode that I did with Marriott Martinez. In fact, I'm going to bring it up real quick. We did a three-part episode and it was <clears throat> for Halloween and it was talking about taxes. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about that show was she highlighted and talked about the various tax consequences and positions for different professionals, uh, depending on whether you were a real estate investor or if you were a real estate professional or you were a dealer. So a dealer is someone who is purchasing property, albeit wholesaler, or you are investing in real estate and you're purchasing it, you're acquiring it and you are flipping it, you're fixing and flipping it you are defined as a dealer by the IRS tax code. How many of you did not know that by a show of hands? Show of hands that a dealer is not seen as an investor. Excuse me. Yes. Someone who flips property is not necessarily an investor. You're not really investing. No. It's, 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 like, it's a hustle. Literally, it's a hustle, which is why... Most people know that you're not going to build wealth through flipping because it's a hustle, right? It's, you stack, you put it back in the pot and you keep doing it. That is not how you're building wealth. So dealers are a person who purchased a real uh, property, uh, fix and flip for a profit. Boom. This is my varied definition. This is my very definition of a dealer, especially because we're talking about why your flip flopped in 2022. And the reality of it is you either ignored the signs that this was coming, you ignored, or you were not listening to Ready Set Real Estate. For the last five years, or else you would have heard me talk about this in 2018, that this day was coming. This day was coming. So um, I'm actually going to pull it up and talk about, here it is right here. So it's a three-part series we did with Mariette, and it was super cool. Let me see. Um, real estate professionals and their taxes, real estate investors, Part three and real estate property flippers run a flip business. So here it is right here. So it's this one. I'm going to screen share real quick. I'm going to screen share because I want you to see which one I'm talking about. <clears throat> so it was this episode. Uh, Mary Martinez, we talked about uh, this was season two, episode 15 
by that time, I by this time, I've changed the whole numeration of it. But it was Taxes for Flippers, a.k.a. Dealers. So I was on with Mary Martinez, EA uh, Tax Pro and Public Educator. And so we were talking about that. And so if you want to know more about that segment, I suggest you uh, or you want to more know more as flippers, as dealers, I suggest you check out that episode. So season two, episode 15, the one I did with Mary Martinez, a three-part series. All right, got it? Good. So here's the reality. In 2018, what happened in 2018? When the market, in 2018, when the market was slumping, what did we see happen, right? I'm making my notes. Also, I want you to think that far. Some people are like, I don't even remember what's going on yesterday. But in 2018, something happened, right? Boom. All right. Shout out to those of you who are tuning in on the ERGJ Enterprises. My friend, my brother, Evan Jefferson, doing amazing things. He's he's built something amazing for you guys to continue to learn from. And we are proud and happy to support and be one of the channels, uh, one of the shows streaming into that uh, platform and channel. Uh, thank you for those who are tuning in to Ready, Set, Real Estate and watching our Facebook watch page on Lisa Gillette. And of course, connecting with us on our YouTubey, YouTubey. All right, so in 2018, as we're talking about why your flip flopped, let me bring that back up here. Boop, 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 boop. In 2018, what happened? Because you would have expected this. You would have expected to see uh, kind of the market make its adjustments. It was an artificial adjustment. It was an artificial. We just kept going high and high and high. Why? Because the Obama administration injected stimulus payments into the economy. That was when they offered that tax credit. It was a dollar for dollar, I, I recall. And some of my clients were able to take advantage and purchase their first properties essentially for zero down. I said, hey, you know, if you go grab or borrow some money from someone and you say, hey, help me out. I need the down payment. Uh, Lisa can negotiate the closing costs. And then when I file my taxes, I'll get a tax refund. And then boom, I can pay you back, right? Because that tax refund and that tax credit, if you, if you are a first time home buyer during that time, I believe you got up to 15,800, like it was 15,800 at that time. So a stimulus was injected during that time, which you didn't recognize unless you were 10 toes to the ground, like some of my professionals, myself and my professionals, we noticed between October of 2018 and January 2019, we noticed the market slowed. I recall, I remember this like it was yesterday. I remember this like this was yesterday. We saw the market slow. There was a hiccup. Things were going and bumping and, and similar to what we saw happen recently is the market was hustling. It was bustling. Things were just popping. And then we notice it started to take a dip, right? It was heading towards this trough, not like this nosedive, but it had for this trough. What were those symptoms? Days on market, 
days on market. Very important to understand the DOM for your perspective market. Are you in a hypo market, sub market, local market? What is your local market doing? Pay attention to those signs. So again, I said we started 20, we started Ready Set Real Estate in 2017. So if you were paying attention and you were listening, you would have been queuing up the band. You've been queuing, <laughs> or unless you were queuing up the band on the Titanic, and then you just thought this Titanic ship would never sink, but then boom, we hit a pandemic boom. You're like, oh yeah, things are great. We're soaring. We're just woohoo. And you didn't think that factors like the Federal Reserve, the government forcing the market to cool down. You didn't expect that. You didn't expect really a good percentage of the economy has not recovered. People still do not have jobs. In fact, uh, we we in the pandemic boom, we also had the great resignation. And now we are also having a wave of layoffs and you're having multi-billionaires who run companies and own companies saying they're not willing to invest in those businesses if the uh, workers no longer want to work in the workplace. They're saying it's not really conducive. And depending on what side of the, the coin you are on the work from home movement, I could see a couple detrimental effects happening as a result of that. Some people are saying, yay, it's good for our health, this, that, and a third. And then other people are saying that, well, they're not working as efficiently, right? They're also, well, if they're not, you know, if they're not commuting to work, then they shouldn't be paid as much. And so we should reduce their pay to basically um, offset the cost that the company's incurring because, hey, these people no longer have to worry about car maintenance and gas and all that other stuff that comes with having to commute back and forth to work. Go figure. Uh, there's just so many different variables and factors that are happening as we're seeing this. And of course, we're seeing in, in terms of this uh, sociopolitical uh, economic, right? We've got this thing happening with um, the uh, war, right? We're having uh, not just the war outside of the country, but then we're having all these localized, just kind of civil unrest that we're still exhibiting and experiencing in different ways. We've noticed that diversity, inclusion, and equity movements are huge right now. That dialogue is huge. And so you have all these varying factors that when you invested in your property, whether you acquired that property at the top of the year, because things were just doing great, here's a couple things that you missed paying attention to. Speaking to your local real estate professional, talking to an active professional, someone actively in the game is going to tell you the real. In fact, I get those phone calls on a regular. Lisa, you see what's happening. You see what's going on. You are paying attention. And all it is is, yes, I'm paying attention, but I'm watching the data. I pay attention to the algorithms. I pay attention to the information. And some people are going to adjust sooner than later. And here's the reality that I must confess. If you didn't know this, real estate 
I'm gonna do this. Is what? Real estate is cyclical, people. Real estate is cyclical. What does that mean, Lisa? What do you mean? That real estate is just that. It goes in cycles. So whether you're a veteran, because even some of my veterans who've been doing this for 30 years have decided that they're going to pivot, right? I'm like, oh, not getting my numbers. Doesn't look like I'm going to have to take a six-figure loss. I'm going to have to take a loss of 100000 if I don't move this property, right? These are for my dealers. If I don't move this property at this specific price, okay, so you are going to be unrealistic about getting a price that is no longer supported by the data. And what's happening is buyers are very savvy. Kudos to, kudos to our buyers. Buyers are very savvy. What does that mean? They're not falling for the okie doke. They're the ones that are watching and waiting. They're like this. <laughs> oh, look at that seller over there. He's dropped it, priced another 10000 <laughs> That seller's dropped their price another 60000 <laughs> Buyers are waiting. They're not falling for it anymore. So this is what you weren't expecting when you overpaid on that acquisition, right? Your strike price was not accurate. Your strike price, your acquisition price, then the cost of renovation, then the cost of your hard money. So what's happening is that you over leveraged in a shifting market. You over leverage in a shifting market. So here's what you should do. Cause I'm about solutions. I'm a, this little piece of hair is like, <laughs> I'm about solutions. What do you do? You pivot. Where, what, first thing, are you able to refinance your flip? that's what you should be looking into. Is the work done? Are you able to refinance? Is the work completed, the renovation completed? Get out of that hard money situation. Get into a, a just kind of a con conventional a loan, a, a situation where your carrying costs are not too aggressive. All right. Are you able to refinance the flip? Number two. Renting it as a corporate short-term rental. Is that an option? Number two, as we're talking about why your flip flopped in 2022, we're talking about solutions. Renting it as a corporate short-term rental, is that an option? Because I know... I'm also noticing that short-term rentals are also taking a hit. So did you buy in an area that would at least give you that exit strategy? See, what's interesting is with dealers 
is when they're looking at just profits and the margins and how much money they can make, they're not also looking at what's where are they buying. Still, location is still key. Because in if you are investing, you're playing this risk reward, high risk, high reward game in flipping, and you're doing it in a shifting market, depending whether you are in a hypo market, sub market, some markets are taking a hit, other markets are still doing well. I've noticed um, some properties when priced right are still garnering multiple offers. We did notice, in fact, I was noticing the last four weeks, interest rates had been kind of coming down, but now they're going back up. So that's what rates do, right? This is why they say is, you know, uh, marry the house, date the rate. That's what that means is that you're going to watch rates adjust, which is the key thing when I talk about interest rates and purchasing is make sure you're purchasing or you're using a loan product that is comfortable for you, that gives you the option to give you an exit, a refinance. If you're using an adjustable rate mortgage, make sure you're paying attention to what year it's adjusting. They will give you a 60-day notice. They, being the mortgage servicer, will give you a 60-day notice. Um, and it's not like it's not like a bad notice. It's just a heads up. Hey, your interest rate, your payment, your interest rates going up, your payments going to go up by this amount. 60 days is a sufficient amount of time for you to start to strategize on. Basically, you've got to be teed up, ready to go to possibly refinance into a maybe fixed rate product if it's available to you based on your income and FICO scores. You already have the collateral, which is the real estate. Always remember that if you had a hard time getting your foot in the door before you had the collateral, once you have the collateral, you will look more favorably by other lenders. And some lenders, uh, we talked about this in the past about underwriting guidelines. Uh, some lenders, let me let me just kind of highlight this because I'm talking about refinancing. Some lenders will have their own underwriting guidelines. So you've got to pay attention that if it doesn't meet your needs, it does if you don't fit their criteria criteria, then they don't fit yours. You're the one with the collateral. So you should shop. Oftentimes it's in that instance, it does, it may benefit you to seek or consult with a mortgage broker who can shop you to different uh, uh, investors, uh, wholesalers who can cater to a loan product that meets your criteria, albeit self-employed. You've got, you know, you're a nurse, you've got, you know, you're an independent contractor, you've got a side hustle, you got all different things going on with your finances that there might be a lender that might be more apt to accepting or doing your type of loan. So wanted to revisit that in terms of refinancing. I did say renting it as a corporate short-term rental. So pivoting. So if that mark, if that, if we're now you're holding on to a piece of property that is not going to move, you just finished renovating it. Your strike price was too high or you uh, pay too much and pay too much comes in a various, uh, in various ways. Here's one of the ways that the acquisition or strike price can start costing you more is that if you bought it as a wholesale, right? Because the wholesaler put theirs on top. They put 10,000, 15,000 on top. They got greedy. They said, hey, I found the deal. I put the deal together and then sold it to you, right? So now it's, there's, you know, there you're part of the contract to close that deal, to consummate that deal, cash out the um, wholesaler at whatever they put on top. It ends up costing you more than you were prepared to pay on that particular property. 
But because of the time we were watching where it was still better to park your money in investment than kind of, the, you know, in, in the stock market or do something in a CD or, you know, some other type of uh, financial uh, investment vehicle, it was still better at that time to put it in real estate. I, I, and regardless of that time, this time, it's still, it's, it's still going to be better because then if you then pivot, see, now you, you refinance, get your mortgage, your mortgage payment comfortable. Now you're looking to rent it short-term rental. What's the exit at this point, you're now looking at your break even, right? What's your cash on cash return on investment? How much money did you put in? Where do you need to break even? So now that that property is going to end up staying on your books. This is why we focus on exit strategy before you jump into a property, especially when you're flipping. What is the exit strategy, short term or long term? Short term, long term, because short term, you're going to get hit with a high capital gains tax. In fact, that's what's uh, turned off and dissuaded some investors, as I've I've learned uh, here in California, because our, our short term short term capital gains tax has gone up. Long term, it's encouraging long term, like these policies and things that are put into play is definitely to dissuade the investor the flipper, the dealer from purchasing or acquiring property and flipping it for a quick profit, because who lose, who loses ultimately? And we've seen this. We've just recently seen this happen with Zillow. That was about 5,000 units, 5,000 single family homes that will never, will never, unfortunately, be part of the owner, homeowner community. It will not be part of the end user community because why? They sold it as a portfolio to a Wall Street investor uh, who basically is using it as a nice annuity and they've turned it into a rental portfolio. So it's important to understand what your exit is when you are facing these volatile markets. Um, your property flopped in 2022 because you got greedy, you overpaid, you over leveraged. And you weren't clear in your exit strategy. So now you're, you're scrappling, right? You're now stressed out on trying to figure out. And I've seen this happen. I've gotten investors and people to cancel deals. Uh, not too many on our deals because we didn't deal with too many investors. We were dealing with the end users. But our investor clients who were involved, there were a pool of them. Everyone was looking for somewhere to park their money and do a deal and do something and when markets started to shift, people really started to cool down, back off and stay away. In fact, I'm hearing that the conversation right now or the mood of, of what's happening, which is good for some, right? So pay attention to you end users, you owner occupants who are looking for your property. Investors are going to cool down in the next, you know, for the next two to three months. They're going to cool down. It's, they're not going to be there. There won't be as many as we've seen in this last uh, 24 months, 18 months to 24 months. So that's a good thing. It gives you an opportunity to jump back in the game. There'll be some, you know, some of the, uh, you know, veteran players who weren't participating in the pandemic boom because they absolutely refused to pay those exorbitantly high prices. It's not what they're used to. It's not what they're built for nope different business model so 
you can be rest assured there is still opportunity to come, still more opportunity to come, still great time to acquire something. And what does that mean when I still say great time? Depending on your situation, your finances, rates are where they were and, and people were like debating with me. Somebody's like, no, it was 2016. I had a 4% interest rate. Okay. So 2016, 2017, we're at like five, 6% where we are now. It's just, you know, you've been spoiled by the real estate gods that gave you these 2.993% interest rates, but there is some normalcy to having interest rate at five, 6%, relatively still low to when rates were once upon a time, 18%, 13%, 11%. You're talking about times where, where, you know, the prices were very low. This is why relative, we've seen that inverse relationship, interest rates, price, have an inverse relationship. We talked about it on the last episode. Make sure you go check that out. All right. As I get ready to wrap this up again, I just wanted to come on here to address just some of the, you know, as people are, are shifting into the scarcity mindset, this lack mindset, this fear-based programming mindset is basically know your exit, know what the strategy is. Okay. So if you need to take that loss, it might not, might not be a bad thing. You can write it all, take the loss against some of the you know, the profits that you uh, you earned uh, during the year, it's not necessarily a bad thing, okay? Some people take losses on their rental properties because if you have a portfolio, again, this is tax strategy, learning how to de depreciate your assets, in particular, the real estate, uh, learning how to making sure you're writing off the interest rates, the origination points, the cost of the loan, uh, especially if you're running a flip business, uh, the cost of running that business. Those are things that are tax deductible. Those are things you write off. So it's not necessarily a loss for you if you're doing this for the first time. It's definitely get with a tax professional that knows how to do taxes for a dealer because a dealer is not the same as an investor. A dealer is someone who flips real estate, real property for short-term gains. So you, you're your tax, your tax accounting looks very different from an investor who has a long-term position. Okay. So there are a couple of things that we talked about. Again, why it flopped, all those varying factors, overpaying uh, on the acquisition or strike price, buying from wholesalers who padded too much uh, in the deal, meaning they put more on top, making the total cost of the acquisition just not, just didn't make sense. The numbers won't work. And then, of course, uh, your carrying costs, you're, you're doing hard money loans with companies that you haven't done business with before. They're charging you extremely high interest rates. Again, you caught, probably could have waited, shot better, maybe put a little bit more down, pulled in more and more you know, investors or people to uh, share in that investment so that you're not carrying too much of that cost. And then overall, sometimes people just don't want to you know, or I should say it this way, overall, it may be best just to pool funds so you're not borrowing so much money. There are people that actually are not borrowing loans, but are using pooled funds, you know, crowd crowdfunding, different, at, different ways to pull money together to acquire property. Uh, in fact, I'm going to talk about one of those platforms in the next couple of weeks because it's one I've been testing and uh, I'm having fun with it because it's 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 fun. And I bought my my son 
a few shares in a rental property. And so this property, I believe, has hit the market. It's going to be available for short-term rental. He'll be able to collect his dividends according to his apportioned investment into that particular property. It includes uh, the cost to acquire, uh, renovate, and manage has all been factored in. And I think it's a really cool idea for um, to play around with the concept of, of ownership, investing, and just a low buy-in. So we'll talk more about that on our next uh, show. I won't necessarily do it next week, but uh, stay tuned as uh, we continue to wrap up 2022 and prepare for an incredible 2023. Listen, that's my time. I want to say thank you for your continued love and support. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share at Ready, Set, Real Estate on all your favorite radio podcasts, platforms, anywhere. And uh, be sure to hit that like and notification bell on our YouTube channel. That way you don't miss any new episodes. All right. We'll see you next week for another information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Bye.